podcast uh, this one is about, which is uh, yeah. new ways to achieve the American dream. So we got a bunch of stuff. Uh, we'll try and shotgun through it here, and yeah. uh, we'll, we'll see what we can yak about. Um, yeah, what are you drinking this morning? So I, I'm uh, for this one, we have a slice of chocolate from Stephen Brew. So this is uh, – I'm enjoying a thick slice of rich German chocolate cake uh, with just two calories. I don't, this is the only one that says calories on it. Um, and what this is is uh, – it is chocolatey, yeah. um, and that's about it. It, it. I don't get the coconut, right? Because that's German chocolate cake is supposed to have coconut. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. So that might be hard to do with a coffee much, flavor. I don't much know. Better, well, yeah, without tasting like a sweet ca- catastrophe. Um, right. Well, but, that's, yeah, that's, that's my coffee. You, hey, chocolatey. The I like it. There, I'm, or, uh, I'm rocking some, some Gaussian coffee again this week. Yeah, there you go. Modified. Yeah, again, it's real tasty. If you, if you want to check it out, it's from – it looks like it's from Edwardsville, Illinois. You know what? I didn't double check, but – but, uh, We're never going to get sponsors. I know. Yeah, they do. Goshencoffee.com. G O S H E N coffee.com. Looks like you can uh, get some tips for the perfect brew and hopefully, probably order some online, get delivered to your house, he says, without checking. Um, so, and, and, this is, and this is where you know it's different parts of the country. So, I've always heard it pronounced as Goshen. Oh, maybe it is Goshen. It probably it might be Goshen. So, um, Goshen, Goshen is named uh, in the Bible as a place of Egypt given to the Hebrews by the Pharaoh of Joseph. Oh, by cool. the Pharaoh to Joseph, I think. Well, there you that's go. I mean, obviously that's Exodus. what that is because yes. there's there's a little uh, Christ-like figure. Well, they're, they're actually, there's a crucifixion of, of Jesus on the back here, I see. No, oh. I'm just kidding. There's just, there's like a star. Their logo's like a star with an eye in it. I don't think, I don't yeah. think there's anything religious I think, about this. Company, I, think it, but... I think it might be Goshen because I, I knew a truck driver who lived in Goshen, Indiana, so. That's probably what it is. That's probably what it's supposed to be. So my, my bad um, that, that I don't know the pronunciation. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the variety of America where we shit and say things differently <laughs> and no doubt that's about right at least we are the no, same it's so aluminium no, it's yeah how dare you call it pop what the hell um <laughs> first one up is uh, um, so vending machines are pretty ubiquitous in America they're, they're from you know the lunchroom where you work uh, lunchroom in schools uh, oh, unfortunately right sitting, sitting at the uh, auto you know auto body shop um, I mean they're everywhere laundromat airport, bus stop, Walmart. I mean, just, they're pretty much everywhere. Uh, we even have vending machines outside for video uh, DVDs and stuff like Redbox. I mean, so that's true. This, I, this I, I hadn't thought of that, but that's a vending machine, right? Yeah. Um, I guess in, you know, in other countries, they're huge too. I, I've always read stories about Japan having all kinds of crazy vending machines where you can basically get, <laughs> you know, a, a thing of actual hot noodles that like are literally warm and steaming. And then right next to it, you can get a beer out of vending machines. So, I mean, well, you can and, get and whole, right next to that, you can get a used whole, pair of underpants. It, there you go. So you get a whole meal, you get your food, you get your beer, and you get your sniff on. You get your dessert. Um, there you go. Yeah, it seems gross, but okay. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, man. Each their I'm, own? I've, I've always said that if I was a chick and selling my dirty panties made money, I would never wash them, and I'd be making fucking money hand over fist at eBay. Dude, no doubt, man. I mean, if that's a thing <laughs> in don't Japan, know, I don't know sell why. that shit. Like, I don't know why. It is gross, but it's, fuck it. As long as they couldn't track me down and kill me in my sleep or worse, I, I'd be <laughs> right. all for it. Anyways, or is it it's weird. Machines. Like it's yeah anyway yeah it's <laughs> so making um, money in America today during during the pandemic how do you do it yeah, or, or any time really I mean this, well, this yeah, kind of but, plays into the gig economy too so uh, right. this the article I have is is very gigantic uh, it's really good there's a lot of crazy stuff it mentions the things you can get uh, yeah so here's some of the things that you can get out of vending machines uh, live <laughs> crabs uh, blue caviar that. engagement rings earthworms for fishing fuck me where is that shit I would be all on top of that uh, you can get morning after pills and then of course sanitizer and masks which is a, a new thing that. so we well, can break this down last year that's last great. year in 2019 wait, wait. the engagement rings have to be in vegas right but where the fuck's know. the caviar like where who's dropping 500 dollars per ounce Dude, maybe well, they come I mean, in smaller than ounce packages when's, probably when's the last time you've been in an international airport like there are vending machines like you can go buy an iphone i think or maybe it's an ipod i, I don't know last last time in i was a, in an international in a vending machine oh that's awesome yeah. yeah last time i was in an international airport there was like a, a like a technology vending machine and you could literally get like you know all kinds of high-end shit and i'm just like holy fuck it's like you slot your credit card in and here you go here's a new iphone uh, you know probably not but something like that you know really expensive headphones you know all <laughs> kinds of crazy stuff yeah it was wild i was like man that's so 
different, but I guess it works. I mean, it why, why wouldn't like it? It's a uh, counterfeiting or spoofer stream. Like, because you could just pop into yeah, any place. Yeah, right. And, and just buy a, a bunch of iPods and, and walk away. Because no one would be like, oh, that seems weird. Why do you want seven of them? Well, it's, it's, you know. spelled, it's, it's spelled Apple, but the E is backwards. <laughs> Made in the same factory uh, as an official Apple product, but <laughs> right. Or, or you show up with like you know a stolen credit card number or something, just yeah. buy a bunch of shit. Um, that's that's fun. I can't imagine that. I cannot imagine getting electronics from a vending machine. But why yeah. not? I mean, I can imagine yeah. getting the morning after pill or a condom or or cigarettes. We grew up no. in an era where you get cigarettes out of a fucking vending machine. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you used to, be able to get cigarettes out of vending machine, condoms, cologne. That's a that's an American truck stop bathroom staple for whatever oh, reason. <laughs> Diapers. Diapers. Yeah. Yep. Feminine hygiene products. There no, you go. For sure. For sure. So here, here's the the breakdown. I love is that uh, 38.7 percent are snacks and food, 33.7 <laughs> are beverages. Not um, shocking. Makes sense. Only two and a half percent is hot though, like coffee. Uh, 12.6 percent bulk candy. 7.9 percent health conscious. <laughs> <laughs> 7.1% is other, which would apparently be um, oh, other engagement rings. <laughs> right. And I don't know, morning after pills and masks. And yeah. So, uh, health conscious. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and here's your breakdown. Uh, just over 30% are in manufacturing, which in my experience, yes, yes, that is. Uh, 25 some percent are in offices. Shocker there. They have lunchrooms, um, hotels, 12% and change. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. That's a good place for them. And then schools. Here under 10% retail. All the colleges that I work at it have tons and tons of many machines because you know what are you gonna do in between classes you need a soda you need some uh, snack i mean yeah that's life right and And of course uh, high school is the same situation right yep retail hospitals military bases and bars and clubs so those just kind of round out the rest of the list of where you can find them so um it's it's pretty crazy um the funny thing is you know people are always it's it's one of those things like you look at a vending machine and it's a it's a 50 cent bag of chips but you're paying a dollar 25 for it and i had this argument a long time ago with some well, not arguing about it. Um, because they're like, Why is it so expensive? I'm like, Well, you're paying for the convenience, like, obviously. All, yeah. all you had to do was walk from the shop floor to this room and buy that bag of chips. Where if you wanted to get it, you'd have to walk from the floor, clock out for lunch, get in your car, drive to the gas station, buy right. the bag of chips, you waste back, your whole lunch, come back you know? in, clock back in, and then eat the bag of chips. Or you can just go to this thing. And like, this crazy, like now you can you can even like uh swipe your card or even do contactless payment with your phone. Oh, yeah, they've oh, got yeah. cellular antennas inside of them, they let you they let them, you know, operate know when it's low stock what they need i mean it's it's pretty wild like how much more advanced it was than you know here comes a dude with the sack the big sack of fucking quarters and a random thing and it's like well let's see do i do i need enough chips oh no i, I brought the wrong amount of chips and then everyone's pissed because they can't get their fucking doritos so right. it's, it's a whole different thing um what blows That's me away totally. what blows me away is the money <laughs> yeah yeah so, so if you can hustle enough of them and you have them in the right places and um, that might be a big if you yeah know, but. So they have a list of 23 operators and they have people with almost 30 machines and they have people with almost well with as little as three machines but the revenue per machine on average is 309 bucks and the average number of machines operator might have is 13 and the monthly revenue is 4433 now that's i'm assuming post operating costs post no, labor it is post not. everything else no no nope, nope, that in? is that is uh that's the net. That okay yeah, that's the no because the, the profit is about half that, mm. they said. Um, but because because they still have to buy all that stuff, yeah. so most people apparently are buying their stuff at like Sam's or Costco. You know, you go and buy a bunch of sodas, or you go and buy a bunch of uh, candy bars, and then you throw them in the machine. Yeah. Um, and then they said some of these people actually like give a cut to that local business that they're outside of or inside of. Right, right. And like I, th- I think one of the guys I worked for, he got a soda machine put into the office, and yeah, I'm pretty sure the stockers uh, gave him like a five percent cut to put their machine there. Um, which which was fine except they were horrible at stocking it um yeah. for some reason but but yeah um so i believe this is before um they they take out their costs oh, okay um if, if we speaking, read if we read on but, but that's still pretty good fucking, for yeah. i mean two, two grand is you know the margins on this stuff holy fuck me in the goat ass yeah water. it's great water 86 percent profit margin can you imagine fuck, that's crazy fuck fuck <laughs> Fuck it, well, fuck, and fuck. soda, fucking soda's like sixty something. Like, yeah. in, 
and you know this because like you said you can get a soda at sam's for like what 30 cents or something mm-hmm. if you buy it in bulk but you know then you turn around and sell that for a buck or, yeah. or a buck 50 or shit it's, some places i've seen 16 ounces go for two dollars i mean it's well here fucking great america right right there you go. um so but but one of the big caveats to this thing is that you know the, the articles hustle. well the hustle's <laughs> all about like and, and you have, i'm not talking about who's putting it is how much you have to be doing right to get money out of and the then city. the locations you have to get in how you're competing with other vending machines and yep. like you know one of, one of their points is you know yeah if you have a vending machine in a really high traffic area or an area that's where like imagine like a, like an island like again some of the campuses that i work on kids have like 30 minutes between classes to go from place to place there's a little cafe on campus that like maybe makes something but in general your only option to grab something in between whether that be a, a drink or a food item is the vending machine because if you leave campus and, and have to be back in in 40 minutes or something you're not going to make it like, you well, will not I'll make it you. from campus to a fast food place and back in time right? I'll, give you the, I'll give you the working man problem too it's the same thing why it's in manufacturing you know you're working an off shift so mm-hmm. your your time away from work is really not your time because you're trying to jam in sleep you're trying to jam in whatever business stuff you might have if you have a family fuck you there is no time right right so I mean, what honestly, are you gonna do honestly, i mean honestly you and i talking here is because school is in session and my kids are in school <laughs> otherwise right, right. there's this never happens and it's right. like and, and i don't and don't tell me and i mean i don't tell them but i hope it doesn't sound like i'm complaining about it i'm not i'm just being no, realistic about it like there i mean i have a i literally have a list of stuff that i have to punch through before i go to work anyways and it's like it's just that's the nature of you know unfortunately being an adult and doing everything else and that's the problem you know that's the right. thing about working on an off shift too is you got to have your time where you got to have it so you wake up and you don't have time you got to get to work or you know one of the other things about you know working people is hey by the way your relief isn't coming in we're gonna need you to stay over <laughs> right. uh we're gonna Sorry. need you to you know <laughs> i worked i worked at a place where um ironically uh the labor force was unionized and at a moment's notice if your coverage didn't come in uh you could get popped for another eight hour shift at a drop of a hat so essentially your shift's over in 10 minutes your relief isn't coming in and here comes the management and they're like you gotta stay for another eight yeah what do, oh, what yeah. do you do because that's that's another meal or two depending on when your shift started Jason, what do you, you do door dash that's you what you do you go to you go to the fucking canteen <laughs> and you raid the fucking vending machines because yeah you know you got to work another eight hour shift and you got a bag of chip, chips and yeah. uh and um, yeah. energy drink so, you, know? so you, you take a 15 10 minute break well more like a seven minute break to shotgun some food you know <laughs> wolf down a couple cigarettes and you're back on the floor doing your job and that's you know, that's the reality of it um right so yeah, oh, yeah i mean it's like look at look at those amazon warehouses i bet you they have rows of fucking vending machines oh i'm sure you know because where else do you where else can you get you know that and you know it's it's a convenience factor uh through hooker by crook i guess um anyhow uh I, one thing i do love about this article too is the wide variety of people that are doing this this is like yeah it, it's crazy because like the, the first picture we got a young dude uh blue hair um vaguely maybe latin i can't really tell is that maybe yeah then we got uh two old white teachers who started their business to uh special ed teachers to supplement their summer downtime um and then the last lady she's in it with three other partners in detroit so it's it's crazy it's you know this isn't just something you know this hustle just isn't something for one type of person it's everybody and that's probably the coolest thing about it is like these people are usually starting with used machines they they, you know they and you can make a living because some of these people are making money like serious money oh yeah Uh, like the money that i'm looking like you know it's like holy shit i mean you could modestly live actually more than modestly live like if some of these some of this money is you know truly coming through i mean that's pretty cool yeah and you work for yourself you work yeah you set your own schedule you know you want to go go in in the afternoon you want to sleep in you're gonna get raped tax time but it's still awesome you want to be your own boss this is one of the ways to do it fucking phenomenal phenomenal yeah well but what's also curious about it is so many people are looking into this right now uh, because you know covid and their their jobs are in jeopardy or they're they're just trying to find a side hustle but it sounds like that the vending machine market is down like crazy down because nobody's out (laughs) and so it's kind of ironic that like this is a time when we're seeing growth in this industry yeah but but there's there's not there might not be big growth this year 
here in the vending machine uh, profit um, area, especially if people are flooding into the market, right? Because well, yeah. if you're spread out all over the place, you're, you might see your profits go down yep. from long established places. Yeah, more competition. But I could see why this would be profitable and why this would be useful. Like it totally makes sense. But I also, I, I also wonder, you know, is this a vast overreaction? Are people people you know seeing this as, as a potential hustle and going to find out that it's not <laughs> like that yeah, it's not yeah, as, as economical as they thought it was because well, some of these people are yeah making god five hundred dollars per machine and then some are making 75 you know yeah. <laughs> like so if i was making five hundred dollars per machine and i had 10 machines yeah i'm i could quit my day job but if i was making five i couldn't like <laughs> right. you know um and, and both would require work maybe less work but still work to maintain um sure. but Again, I wonder about the, the gig economy and is, is this ultimately a detriment to Americans? I think, go ahead. No, no, no. What are you thinking? I think the gig economy is actual real capitalism. Well, yeah, I think you're probably um, right. Like, and it like might show un- the, the issues with real pure like, capitalism, like, right? Like, like un- well, I, I'm Brian I also I think it also shows some of the good points of it too. And it, and it shows how it can you can get bit. So like with the vending machine thing, right? So let's say more and more people get into this. Sooner or later, it's going to start back firing and the operators are gonna you know people that are operating machines they're gonna go away and you're gonna have stronger and stronger ones and whatnot and you're gonna get a little bit of a i guess darwinism within it well yeah you might get people you know big companies starting to buy up a bunch of them because there's money to be made here well you get partnerships of people which essentially is what big businesses today are i mean that's you know it's like johnson and johnson two people named johnson you know uh, chevrolet was two guys you know it's like this this is how mega corporations now exist is that you know three fucking people that knew each other go in on a venture like this and they grow it and grow it and grow it so it's it's wild to see you know like see what could be an actual massive industry in its infancy and how it develops and i think maybe it's could be educational for everybody too you know you could you can see the the pitfalls and the positives live like essentially live and from there maybe we can learn something (laughs) it's it's worth a shot right it might be tragic like (laughs) yeah people are gonna lose their jobs and things like that and you know it's well, i mean that's how this stuff works right yeah you, you see a burgeoning new market where suddenly you think you make some money i mean this was ebay back in the day right well i could buy a bunch of these limited edition products and then sell them on ebay and, and yeah. make a bunch of money well now everybody's doing that and so yes, now that the market is wise to that shit and they're like well no we're only gonna let you buy two of these max and you're like well i'll spoof accounts and and i'll, I'll make like seven different accounts and i'll buy seven and <laughs> and then they catch you and they and they come after you or it's it's just not as profitable anymore because everybody doing it and i think the vending machine thing will be the same right um yeah. and, and as capitalism works you know if, if uh if i bought eight of these limited edition things and but i need to sell them at double the the price i paid to, to make the amount of money i want to make but you bought 25 of them yeah. <laughs> and you could sell them at you know 25 percent over over the original cost and, and feel comfortable with the money you made i'm fucked <laughs> yep. so uh anyway it's uh it's it's definitely interesting i, I have mixed thoughts about capitalism you know uh because because i could see like clearly this vending machine thing is a how hard are you willing to work uh but also right now it could be very little work with all the modern technology and and still decent profit versus back in the day it sounds like it was so much work like you said having to haul around everything go from place to place refill places uh find out that you overstocked a certain item and uh, it's not selling well and you're taking a loss on it but but now with modern technology you just get on your smartphone in the morning like this guy what's this guy with blue hair I love this picture of this kid with blue hair. Abonzi? I don't even know. Yeah. Um, James Abonzi. <laughs> and he's he's just on his smartphone every morning, he says. He checks his 35 machines and figures out what he needs. He goes to Sam's Club, loads up on it, and goes and restocks them if they need restocked. Like, and there, it, there's the crazy thing is he's not getting stuff direct from the manufacturer. Right. He's getting if, from he could, if he could get things directly from the manufacturer, he'd, he'd make even more. rolling in the line. Right, right. No he's doubt. buying from a wholesaler. Yeah. It sounds like so, a lot of these people are, you know, but hey, yeah, the wholesaler is going to find it. The wholesaler is cheap and it's probably it's way more convenient for him because yeah. he doesn't have to negotiate anything. He just, you know, buys uh, from the wholesaler. He's not he's not locked into a contractual obligation from the manufacturer to buy X amount Only of their Reese's pieces. Right. Yeah, we, and we'll, then they'd we'll, be stuck with it, right? We'll make sure you have Reese's pieces, but you're going to have to buy a thousand a month. Right. I only need, I only need 600. Or, so you can buy a thousand a month from us. 
What, one of the I issues only need six hundred, <laughs> right? Exactly. So now I'm fucked. I have to I have to commit uh-huh. to that, and then I have to scale my business because otherwise I won't make enough money to cover that. And yeah, yeah. One one of the issues we ran into was one of the vending machine uh, people we we used to have at, at the one office I work at. Um, they they would only do like Pepsi products or something, right. and we all wanted I don't I don't know if it was Rock Stars or something, and that was a, a Coke product or or vice versa. <laughs> I don't remember. And um, it, it was a super fucking issue. Versus this guy is not committed. to to any one beverage yeah. market so he can he can stock whatever's selling so if monsters are flying off the shelves he'd be like fuck it i'm gonna double up on monsters but yeah. it, you know if it's uh you know if if a different product is he could just switch like so so that's really smart to me to I, not I, be committed shit i almost forgot so here's here's an even wilder thing so we were talking about uh you got deals with the businesses if you're putting the vending machines in right yeah so the place i work for they have pop machines for the vending machines and because they wanted to you know try and do something nice for the employees they subsidize every pop purchase so a pop from the pop machine is 25 cents so whatever whatever yeah. the operator of the machine charges the company covers it up to a quarter that's nice yeah so Damn, that's another dude. that's that's another one right there so imagine if you get that machine contract and the company that allows you to put it on their property goes and because we want to do right Subsidize by the, try, try and do Jesus, right by the employee dude, that'd be a gig right there we're gonna we're, they're, they're gonna put a quarter in the machine and then we're gonna pay you the difference on what it costs to stock it that's gold dude right I mean could you imagine land in that fucking big fish contract if you were running the money person. shit i take that so not only are you collecting money but then you're also getting money from the company i mean of course that probably fucks your taxes even more but you know it's it's that's one of those crazy little twists to it dude no doubt no doubt man that that would be really sick like mm-hmm. now you're making me go hang on a minute hang on here right i read this I article, I'm, I'm I read this article and i'm like hmm, hmm. <laughs> how could i make this work um, I mean, but but part of what I got out of this article, and, and I don't know, is that is that you could make this work, but this is more and more people are going to start doing this. And depending on what your area is, so, this will start to be diminishing returns, right? But here's the thing. It's a lot of work. It sounds like a lot of work, and, and I think it'd be hard to have, have a day job and do this. Like, and you've got to have the money to invest up front, like right. any business. So, like, I think I think the technology has made it easier, but not it sounds easy. like way easier, yeah. Yeah, but but not easy enough. So it's like it's one of those like self regulating things where like it sounds like because I, I was like, fuck, this sounds really cool, and then I read into it more and more, and I'm like, this sounds like a lot of lot of lot of juggling to try right. and make this work, and oh, yeah. that's the risk of any business. Business, right you you put in and then you you know you can easily get fucked in the ass which is oh yeah segue to our next uh next one we're gonna cover <laughs> um, but uh yeah so oh, i mean like yeah, fuck. It, oh, it, it's yeah. it's real it, it's real interesting and it's really tempting but i think it's the it's numbers itself. are very tempting i, I definitely itself. look at the numbers and go "Ooh, man maybe you but know I, I think the work required is what makes makes it it makes it it's it's a regulating thing because like right. think about all that and a lot of people they're not looking for all that hassle well it's a lot of driving and and again yeah. you wouldn't want your machines all to be in the same area right. you know you, you want them kind of spread out a little bit and then you know imagine so dudes, that a couple times probably, a week you're restocking I'm, all of them i'm gonna say that these people are probably putting in a 12, 10 to 12 hour day probably and, and probably not every day but probably a few times a week yeah. you know and they're so, probably working seven days a week you think oh man yeah. oh easily sure damn that kid like the kid that i'm uh, not a kid but whatever the younger younger gentleman he's checking his phone every day and he probably means every day so yeah there might be there might be a time where he maybe he gets a three-day weekend in the middle of the week because right. nothing's nothing's that's alarming. true can you go but, on vacation uh, no right that's that's yeah. a great point like because yeah. you have to keep these or, things stocked or hey i got three alerts on christmas day i right. gotta go stock my machines because although any any day any you know however much time those machines aren't stocked and people aren't buying is money lost so no i, I co- will open gifts when i come back i gotta go make a run right no no you're, you're not and then, and then what happens if say a global pandemic locks down your local costco right in. Well, or or these guys, well, you know, the ones were saying, "Well, I have my vending machines were all in schools, and all the yeah. schools in our county Oops. are closed." Like suddenly, you're not making anything off of mm-hmm. any of those, and you might even be losing uh, money from the stuff that's stocked in there if any of it's going bad. Yep. Which you know, a lot of them don't. A lot of them are chips and soda that don't go bad for a long time. But you but know the, what but I mean. The wheel of, but the wheel of death with the sandwiches and perishables. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That stuff's gone. Yep. So well, anyways, you get, if you were stocking milk. Look at the school, Ooh. like, dude, they're fucking yeah. get rid of that shit. So moving on to uh, how oh, much man. money you lose in your first year of business. It's so sad. <laughs> what, 
what a rough time. Yeah. Like, and but we yeah. we have a few local businesses that have gone under that were started in the last couple of years, and a couple of restaurants that we really liked. One, one we were just trying to order something last night from one of the restaurants that we love, but they've been open about a year and a half, and they are gone permanently. Yep. Um, and why pandemic? But so here's a great example of a very interesting industry that might be struggling from the pandemic, huh? Yeah. So honey is one of those crazy things where you know it, it, people extol its benefits. It's a natural sweetener. It's you know it's 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 I've read articles that you know have pointed out as you know the, the sugar replacement in our diets and everything else. Well, uh-huh. uh, also not an easy job. <laughs> no. <laughs> also no. also not a you know profitable thing. I think in in certain ways. So uh, this is about a, a couple, right? It's a couple, right? Yep, they're a couple. At least it starts with a couple, and they decide to uh, you know get the bees. We're gonna make some honey. We're gonna we're gonna do the bee right. bee business. Well, they've been and, working for years for somebody yeah. else, and they decided yeah. to split off and start their own colonies. And which and, is awesome. Know, it, if you've never looked into this stuff before, like I think I think we think uh, is an un, uneducated American. I think well, yeah, honeybees. Uh, they just have a, a a bunch of fields in a colony somewhere, and that's it. And you just check it periodically, make sure they're alive, and then you take the honey as, as they harvest it. No, you have to drive those fuckers across the country, yeah. right? Um, because you have to if you want to make money off of it. It sounds like you have to always be going to pollinate places like these almond fields in California. And I've, I've watched a documentary on this before. Um, and like, that's apparently a thing. Like that's where you make a lot of your money is from pollination. Um, because you can make money from the honey, but, but not as much. Right. Um, which is crazy. So you have to have trucks, you have to have gear. A lot of the bees die on the way. And then of course, as this article points out, there's pesticides, uh, and, and other, uh, issues, diseases that kill off whole hives. Um, and so it's a tough industry, I think, to get in in regular times. Now let's throw a pandemic on top of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you need these honeybees to pollinate like so many different crops. Um, yeah. They're having a serious issue in in China right now because a lot of their bee population has died off. Um, and you know, partially it's pesticides, partially it's uh, those hornets that they will attack and kill them. Right? Murder um, hornets. Right. Um, and they're they're literally in parts of China right now. They are pollinating plants by hands. Yeah, they pay people to do that. And there's the twisted thing: like people think of bees as pests. Um, I actually had a fight uh, this late fall because we had some bees take up a residence inside a part of our house, like oh, like a shit. like a whole fucking hive, like in and out, in and out, like a like a that highway. would be bad. That would be bad. <laughs> um, and my wife's like, you know, you got to kill them all, and I'm like, they're well... bees, they're bees, and they need to survive because if we kill them all off, all the plants die, and then we die. That's right. Just, that's not like, how that works. If if we plants are being pollinated, right. they die, and then we die because there's no plants. So right. it's like it's a real fucked up thing. So like I was just spraying them down with water occasionally, trying to make it you know annoying to try and get them to so want to leave. leave. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Um, well, we, we had the same issue with, with and hornets, and I've got carpenter bees. Well, oh. some hornets moved in, and oh. my wife was like, "Well, let's get let's get rid of those. Those are dangerous, right?" I'm like a hornet is very unlikely to sting you unless you are threatening its hive, which is what you're trying to get me to do, and I'm not going to do because I'm not... Uh, go, out, go out there with a stick and poke at it until yeah. they start attacking you. Oh, yeah, spray it, and then they'll be like, oh my god, some something is threatening the hive, and then they swarm you. No, yeah. that's dumb. But a hornet nest, they'll move next year, okay? And guess what? They will kill carpenter bees. So I'm, I'm telling my wife, like, actually, I know they're big. I know they're scary. They're not murder oh, yeah. hornets, for starters. They're regular old hornets. But they will help kill the the population of you know, of these uh, carpenter bees for me and carpenter bees do not pollinate from what I can tell. Yeah. Um, they're, they're a nuisance for, for us. For any word. Yeah, yeah. If you're building anything out of wood, you don't want those fuckers. Um, and uh, bonus points, they kill cicadas. Hook, oh. hook me up, bro. Um, so, and we watched one literally take down a cicada and like they, they kill them, they sting them and kill them. And then they like Jesus. lay eggs inside of them. It's awesome. Uh. It's like right out of aliens. So, so badass. Um, it was pretty cool. Anyway. Um, so yeah, sa- same situations, right? People want to look at these things as nuisances, but you kind of need them. They're there to balance the ecosystem. And, and in the case of honeybees, they're there to pollinate shit. And yeah, they yeah. might sting you if you fuck with them. Don't fuck with them. Like, yeah. Let them be. <laughs> 
Yep. Let the bees be. Oh, did you thanks. win that argument or did? How, how, uh, that work out? So the the problem then became the dog got stung. Oh, what, so is then he it allergic? Of, no, they. I mean, because well. you know bees, you know, it's not like they have long lifespans. Um, right. So one was dead on the ground, and the dog stepped on the fucking bee, so it got stung. Oh, poor thing. Um, so my, my dog like, wouldn't eat the bees. Or try to eat them. Oh, there, there you go. <laughs> um, so then it, then it became you know, <laughs> then I had to get a little more aggressive, so I kept hosing them down more often, and like I didn't want to go too crazy with the water because they were inside like a we have these posts that hold up our front porch thing but they have this decorative over thing on them which like is some kind of molding yeah. Into, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, yeah um i did spray a little here or there um and of course obviously they're gone now probably hibernating uh, right which unfortunately means that when the weather gets if we get a nice warm day here or there what i probably will end up doing is getting a ladder and just sealing Open them in it. with caulk oh well they, yeah. that's one that's one option yeah. so that stinks um, yeah but, uh, it's, it's what it's i gotta also do possible <laughs> They'll leave. I mean, uh, the, yeah, the, yeah, they'll yeah. find another location next Cause, year. Because we've, we've, we, you know, we're just far enough out in the country where we get waves of different infestations. You know, one year oh, yeah. we had uh, spiders in the garage. Um, one year we had those little fucking things that aren't ladybugs but look like ladybugs, the brown really? ones, Japanese yeah, beetles things, or whatever they are. And they bite so, and they're annoying like, and they like, die we, in droves. Like, like they were like, you could see them pouring into our house from different parts. Like, you it's know, where, crazy. Where the, where, where our gas line comes in we've had some issues with it and yeah. they were just like they found the fucking hole and we're like pouring into <laughs> oh, the basement um, <laughs> one yeah, year they we, stink when they die they're gross yeah, right and one well, year we had um, actual Japanese beetles like the old school kind yeah with the little iridescent shells and I you know in my mind I'm like oh well, my aunt had this happen so you put up those traps right the bag traps yeah and then I looked into a little more never do that because so that fucking bait will draw them from everywhere I was gonna say like, so, yeah. so so what I really realized is after that happened, I opened up all the baits and I walked out in the field next to and us and them there. There you go. Staked them out there. And then That's the beetles smart. all kind of went off there. Um, right. God, what, what did we have? Oh, one year, I think I said we had, um, um, hornets. We had hornets yeah. every fucking where, uh, oh, yeah. so we just get, we just get waves of different infestations. Um, we had snakes and, uh, salamanders. Oh, that was that's another fun. One. That's fun. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know, yay, country living. Woo! Right. Hey, I hear you. Uh, we're, we're about two blocks from the edge of town, and we're on yeah, the edge one, of a forest. So one spring we had like crazy fucking birds, like like the Ooh. movie, like our whole yeah. front property, the north end of it. Every tree yeah. you could hear them in the morning was covered in birds. Like interesting. Every fucking where just birds and birds and birds and birds. It was the creepiest fucking shit ever. And they were there for like three or four days, and they're gone. It's just I don't know, man. Uh, country living. <laughs> Anyhow, so poor beekeepers, uh, but yet yeah. another way another different way you can make some money um one start your own business be entrepreneurs yeah. right i mean that, uh, yeah. that's the american dream right i mean uh, Fuck yeah. work for speaking yourself of, speaking of the american dream uh we have a uh liquid death i've never heard of these guys me um, neither canned water. Uh, they got 34 million bucks in funding uh, apparently the water space was sleepy but whatever um but this is one of those things where marketing is uh marketing is king and <laughs> they have clever marketing and clever packaging and everything else i mean it's fucking water but well right and are people dumb like like i one, I, one of my my littlest brother for the longest time was like obsessed with like fiji water or some shit yeah. and i was like dude yeah. it's Our fucking boss. water like boss you idiot like, like it's just yeah. water man like fucking so, drink water from the tap like filter it if you're nervous about it or some shit but we live in america like so will, most of our water is pretty good like i will i will send you a link to a netflix documentary uh there is there one of this one of the episodes i think is on one of the topics i want to cover but they cover bottled water yeah and you, yeah, it's you, crazy, you, you it? will you will watch this thing and you will be like oh fuck yeah because some people are like filling Dude. shit up in their bathtubs right oh it's not it's not some people it's like nestle uh, literally I don't doubt that at all packaging water from bottled a well. water from a well water from a well there you are that you could get yep. by just turning on your tap yep anyways right uh, so this can make it a buttload at it because as we yeah. looked at the profit margins for the vending machine guys now imagine oh, the profit Markets for fucking Nestle, like yeah. it's probably so the, like close to ninety percent. Like, oh, yeah. oh, definitely. So this guy has, uh, I mean, you know, proving you put lipstick on a pig and you can sell it. This guy's right. got it. He's got liquid, you know, cool, cool packaging. It's, it's metal, cool. dude. It's metal. 
cool. Uh, well, and you know what? Uh, welcome to uh, 18th Street Brewery and Three Floyds. It's not, well, the, yeah, not the most yeah, imaginative thing. It's it's but a thing. Hang on, hang cool. on a little bit, because at least that's a product that's being produced. Like I can't turn yes. on a tap in my house, and the government isn't running me Three Floyds fucking beer like gu- gumball drop. <laughs> No, I, I, they make it. It's a special brew. They're the only people who make it. And if you love it, that's the only place to get it. This is fucking water. It's it's goddamn water. Like so what? What I, I wish this had, and I wish people like this would release their money because I'm I'm curious on how much it costs, how much they spend to produce the product, and how much they spend on the marketing. I, I guarantee you, know you, mean? you, they spend more on the marketing, and I guarantee you that in this case, he's spending more money on on aluminum cans than the water, right? Because the water is probably nothing right um so it's but, but, but it's, I mean, hey, of, but before the, i reel on that too much that's the same some of the, the soda marketing, industry <clears throat> some of the fucking marketing stuff like they released a fucking vinyl record of and metal I songs that. i love that, that. Were from negative comment i mean like some of it is so fucking it, it, oh, it's just it's fun it's so brilliant and so infuriating <laughs> right right well and like this is an interview with this guy and uh and he was he did a, the my first million podcast which to me is like i fucking hate that shit like I, hey, I hate all that and shit. Dreamers. Yeah, schemers and dreamers. Fuck that. Like all these people who their entire life goal is to like find a way to scam themselves into being millionaires or something. Like, dude, but is it a scam? It's not gonna make you happy. Like, it's nonsense. Like, just live your life, man. Find a way to be happy. I guess if that makes you happy, do it. But I, I, my my issue with it is that it makes it seem like the American dream is all about striking it rich. And in this case, it's it's like a scam of striking it rich, right? It's rarely anymore like I came up with an innovative idea that was brilliant. I filled an empty space. Like a, a, f- a few months ago or weeks ago when we were doing the pumpkin spice one and, and yeah. talking about like this guy was like I, I wanted to try to make pumpkin beer and he came up with an innovative way to do it and, and I think it's gross and you think it's gross but some people really loved it like that is the American dream right this is yeah. some asshole who was like uh, I want to make metal water like the, no that's a fucking it's a scam that's a scam like and, and to me too much of, of the but current <laughs> yes yes it is too much of the current American dream is scamming right <laughs> Profits say otherwise. <laughs> well, it's getting people to pay an exorbitant price for water, yeah, which, which in this country is what? How much is how much is a glass of water in your house? Like a well, fraction of a cent. So here, here's and and I don't want to get too deep into that documentary, but here's one of the crazy things. So one of the reasons why packaged water is so big in this country is that um, we have had failures at the municipal level, and, and we have of, the Floyd. Check of, out Floyd. You know, well, and that and, and the part and of the Flint's part of the part of the thing yeah that's they go to flint michigan and even though the municipal water system is safe by any standard um actually municipal municipal water treatment plants produce amazingly amazingly pure like it's it's crazy like how well all the works and when you really think about it it's basically just sand and rock and carbon yeah, yeah. you can um, look this stuff up you can see yeah. diagrams of how they filter it out and but it's it's impressive what micron level they get down to it's crazy how much so, they get out of that water supply so but the the, the problem is the people trust the giant mega corporation who is essentially pulling water out of the ground just like next to the municipal water thing mm-hmm. but they trust the bottled water because it's coming in a bottle even though it's literally like I can't remember some some ridiculously small distance from where the municipal water that they don't trust comes out of the ground like, like it's, right. it's crazy and they interview these people and they're just like yeah we don't trust the trust the water that's coming to us and it's like but like that but you're literally drinking you're <laughs> literally drinking almost the same I mean yep. I doubt it's the same aqua fire but it's like, like it's, it's pretty close like and it's and it's like it's just it's this is what happens when you have a failure of that and it's like and then it becomes like a whole pr campaign much like this dude oh who yeah. apparently has a hell of a pr campaign and is getting you to totally. you know it's it's crazy his marketing, um, it's great like his marketing yeah. is really cool and it's what yeah. to me his yeah, marketing sure. is way better than like fiji you're drinking it from the island yeah. and i'm like yeah. i know that's fucking bullshit at least this guy's calling it liquid death because you could you can drown in water right you yeah. can overdo water like that's fun and it's metal like i dig that it 
appeals to me aesthetically. However, I'm not a fucking idiot, so I will never drink it. Um, but but like that's the so problem with America is that, that we, we case of water ice and yeah, I can probably get that. Well, I'll, I'll drink that for you and just for the podcast. But that's different. No, no, no. no, no. What, what's, what you need to do is is be honest about it. You're going to get a bowl and you'll just wash your balls in it. And then Dude, I, I'm going to open the liquid the- death. I'm going to pour it into all the plants around the house that I hope will die. Not all of them. Just the ones that are fucking annoying to me because they get in my way or they're they're overgrown. I and to wash the dog and my taint. That's, that's all right. it's good for. Let me tell you, when you dip your balls in liquid death, I mean, there's just nothing like it. It's great. Taint water. Um, yeah. Anyway, but like um, Americans need to realize that corporations are not there to protect you. They are not there. Like if they're following they a regulation, care, if they're following a regulation that, that makes their product safe for you to consume, it's because the government makes them. It's because they're following a regulation. Exactly. Not because they love you. Not because McDonald's cares or Coca-Cola cares. Now, they that, don't give a shit is, about you. That is changing. Is it? No, it's it not. Is. It is. It's, it is. It is. Half the yeah. people who are, are saying they're compassionate capitalists are doing it for the marketing purposes, and the other half maybe that, care. A lot okay. of that is true, but much, much like you said, if you want to change the system, you have to get inside of it. So yeah, this that's might, true. This, that's true. This is probably the start because it's it's our generation that grew up with Greenpeace and acid rain and <laughs> starting to, you know, it, it, you know the, instead of it being a, you know, all the regulation came in, and then there was a fight to get the people to follow the regulation. Right. And there was a fight to change the idea of, you know, environmentalism as a bunch of weed-smoking ex-hippie terrorists. And now... God, the eco-terrorist days, man. Take me back to that shit. And now those people that, you know, are either they were that or they've had kids, they're the ones that are starting to get into business. So in the long run, it it will really happen. So while while right now a lot of it is lip service, I'm not going to pretend it isn't, but you really do have people really wanting to make an initiative and and do some differences and start some things. And it's all going to be grassroots. It's all going to be small. I, I look the place I work for, we we changed our recycling program. And, you know, in the course of a year, we were throwing away, you know, thousands of tons of, you know, garbage landfills. Yeah. And we changed recently and we, you know, got a, you know, went to a different type of recycling. And like, we literally went from, I can't remember what it was, like 60 some thousand pounds a month of garbage to landfill to just over a ton. Damn. So, I mean, and you can do that. It's just not easy. Oh yeah. And, and it costs, there's startup and you capital got, and, you, there, you and you gotta have, you gotta have people that want to make those changes you know like i look at my own personal life with the amount of recycling like you know i'm 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 still fighting for compost at our house and it's yeah it's gonna you guys take a have long the space time. to do it you could do it but but a lot of our, people don't recycling far outweighs our garbage like we're down to a kitchen sized garbage bag every week and a half that's good now and i pay out the ass to pick up that fucking garbage too because <laughs> we don't generate a lot but like tons of recycling um i've gotten everybody on the the plastic film bag train now you know unless it's covered in you know goop you know blood and all that you clean it you dry it you throw it in with the plastics and i take it to the grocery store and even when i'm and and even when i'm and when i'm cooking i'll fucking rinse the meat off the plastic film so basically unfortunately the only shit that i can't recycle locally is styrofoam so i do make some Mm. styrofoam waste which pisses me off but the amount that a waste we're generating is shrinking rapidly to the point where it's just it's i think we're doing a lot better in our household than we were before and probably a lot better than a lot of people. The average so. American, I'm sure you're doing better than. Uh, but the thing I, is, I still think there are a lot of people who think recycling is is nonsense. Uh, you know, yeah. well, at least where where we live. <laughs> And maybe and, and, not on the goat slide, but you you also have a lot of property, and I have a yeah. decent chunk of property too, where we could do something like composting, or we could yeah. have a garden. You know, we won't we don't have to get all our vegetables from from a packaged market where they're packaged in plastic. Like, yeah. but there, if you live in the city or or certain regions, you just don't have a lot of property. You're poor. You know that that's harder to do. Yeah. Um, I think that's but worth saying. Be, there should be initiatives for that too. There I mean, should, the one, there the should one be. thing about recycling at home is like now, you know, like I've got my sons. You know, they'll stop me. It's like, Dad can I recycle this or not? Or is this something to recycle? So they're That's into good. it now That's too, so which good. means they'll carry that on and, and through just, you know, time it, it but that's the thing is everybody has to you know put forth a little effort too or you do. It, it's, if, it's not, page, you know? if not we just need to work together to get everybody on the page you need to like recycling is it you need to make it you need to make it as easy as throwing something away yes yes right i mean just having to rinse uh you know some of the things out it, i think really annoys my wife uh but sure. but i i try to explain it to her, me like, too. <laughs> well, yeah because it's an added step of things right but yeah but i'm like well you know uh it's, it's not that 
that big of a step. And, you know, it, it, it prevents stuff from growing in our recycling bin. How about that? Is that good? Like to think about that, like, yeah, and, that's and, and that somehow up. gets her like, um, versus like, well, it makes the recycling process easier, but they're mostly going to melt it down. So it's, it's, it's probably less of that. Right. Um, yeah. it's more, if they don't want stuff growing in their recycling bins too. <laughs> like, yeah. hey, uh, any, anything works. Right. Right. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that, that you guys are, are, are on that initiative and, 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 you know, we are too. I'd like to do more. I would like to, uh, well, the one butcher that we go to and it's the, the two butchers that, that I frequent most do all of their meats in, uh, paper. Yes. And, and so, you know, so to me, cause, cause I watched a documentary on it and, you know, just the, the plastic waste that you get from like a packaged lunch meat and you can't recycle that shit. Like fucking and, film, man. Yeah. And it lasts forever, which, which again, as we already talked about, um, in last week's episode is, is great. You know, plastic's amazing. Right. But again, it's, it, it never breaks down. Um, and so, yeah, you know, I've, we've gone to kind of all paper for that kind of stuff, but there's still plenty of products that we purchase regularly. Um, especially consumer goods, you know, they, they mm-hmm. come in, in all kinds of plastics. Um, and, and I would like to get away from it, but you, you need, I mean, you need big companies like Lego to say, all right, well, we're going to, we're going to shift the paper. Um, and, and that's a big help. And the more big companies that do that, I think the, the closer we'll get towards, you know, really moving away from, from plastics wherever we possibly can. And then, you know, only having plastic products when that's the only thing that we could use in this case. Like you said, for medical stuff, uh, again, last week, I hate to keep referencing last week, but we talked about plastic recently. So, um, but yeah, no, that's great. Um, to, to briefly bring us back to the article about liquid death, um, again, as much as I just criticized this guy, he's friends with uh, Joe. God damn it. I, I can't ever think about how to say this guy's name. Magnaglio. Uh, he's from True Blood. I, I remember him from, that's it, uh, from, uh, from Walking Dead. He was in uh, the first couple of seasons of Walking Dead. It was Dang. great. Um, yep. and, uh, he plays D and D with Vince Vaughn and, uh, <laughs> And Tom Morello and uh, uh, B- the big show. Uh, and unfortunately, D.B. Weiss, that asshole, may he choke on a pretzel and die, um, oh. who, who ruined uh, the final season of Game of Thrones. Uh, but oh, they all, I love the, the picture in this article of them playing D&D hey, together. If the author had had his shit together, they wouldn't have. Well, if he'd ever finished the damn novels. Yes, yes, yes. Um, let's, and, let's not let's not go down large fantasy series that the author <laughs> passes away before it gets finished, because I got fucking I know, I know. one of those anyways. Well, Dune and the um, but Dune turned out fine. Wheel and the time. Wheel of Time, yep. But uh, but I hear that fuckers. guy finished it pretty well. I heard, it was, I that, heard. yeah. yeah. I, again, I've, I've not delved back into that since high school, but I'm tempted to, and it is hard. It's hard. Hey, writing long novels and epic novels like that is fucking hard. It's a lot yeah, of work, especially when it's so profitable. You just keep on it and turn them out. Oops. Well, Anyways, that, so. or or when, <laughs> when you get a great uh, deal from HBO to do a series, and you're like, I don't have to write anymore. Like, yeah. <laughs> why yeah, would yeah. I? Why am I doing this and, and you know you want to explore new characters and new new things why, why do i have to keep staying in the same one let's go back uh a thousand years in the same world and do a whole prequel series and, oh, and that's yeah. fun i'm gonna explore new characters and i i get it i totally get where he's coming from like but it just sucks for the fans yes when, when suddenly the good writer is no longer writing stuff and you have assholes from hollywood like db weiss may he choke on a pretzel and die um wow. writing stuff for you so you were saying about how cool it is that these people are playing dnd I think I that's, do where, think you're, that's where you were going. That's well, where you were going. As, as people who play D&D, Jason and I, uh, we, we are that nerdy. And, and Jason believes now that it's okay to be nerdy. And I'm going to stick with that for a second, just in case. I don't, um, I don't think it's an, it's, I don't think it's a nerd centric thing anymore. Yeah. I think it's pretty normal now. I think it's become a pretty normative thing. And um, you know, that's great. Um, I'm, I'm very pleased about that. So as long as nobody gets salty about their nerd card getting mainstreamed. Well, and you know, I do, I do periodically. I, I remember uh, the, the last, well, uh, the last uh, Comic-Con I went to, there were so many like trendy, like I almost want to say hipsters and like lots of girls from high in high school girls who I would say are cheerleaders. Um, and again, I know that's not nice and I'm stereotyping here, but ooh, just it definitely made me go like I appreciate the cosplay as creepy as it is because I'm old as balls. Uh, but like it seems like it's been co-opted by the popular kids 
and I'm not sure how I feel about that. But at the same so, time, it's it's cool to be nerdy. Like like your wife says, Jason, how dare you teach our son about uh, tabletop role playing games? And your counter is, that's cool now. It's okay. Like well, and no, it's, you're it's, not wrong. <laughs> it's it's inventive and use imagination. It's yeah, it's know, very creative. Um, I, what I what I never understood is like you, you've you've got like Risk and Monopoly and all that, and and all those games are fine. But as soon as you turn it into something, you, you take the next uh, logic theater step, of the mind. It's now, and then it's like, well, that's just a little too much. I was like, but is it really? Because it's, it's pretty it's much really just like not. playing pretend like you've been forever as a kid. Only you're you know making you're codifying it and putting a set of rules as an overlay on top of it. Um, so here here's my here's here was my thing. Uh, it, that that uh nerd um what do you want to call it uh. Nerd culture. Dissonance. Dissonance. Nerd, nerd, oh, okay, okay. dissonance. Yeah. Uh, it, it happened um, with me, but in a different way. So one of the things our local mall used to have was a Suncoast video. And that Suncoast video had a small but interesting uh, anime section. And when I was, you know, younger, it's like, go, oh, let's see what's in here. You know, it was like, oh, it was, you know, internet wasn't what it was. Now, YouTube. Right. Didn't exist. We didn't have that shit back then. So this, like, this is like word of mouth and things like that. So it's always neat to go in there and see, you know, what was what they had for sale that wasn't super stupid expensive. Expensive because it was there's no market for it and you know it was always super expensive um, it was also fast, like rare right like yeah, you could and then, and then fast forward you know 10 years later i go in there on a whim before it closed down because those kind of places ended up going away and i'm kind of walking around looking through there and lo and behold in that section is you know some like high school people and you know there's some boys and some girls and they're all looking at this and i'm like now what the fuck is this bullshit where when i was in high school that would have never happened but now here's boys and girls in there and where the fuck was where the fuck were these high school girls when i was in high school have something fun to talk about like <laughs> so that's, that's my nerd dissonance in it right there so it's like what the fuck well yeah born, and too, again, like, born too early well i mean i guess that's the case like i, like, I often think i would have done really well in like the 60s but i also think i would have done well right now right because like like when you and i were growing up like gamer so girls the, and nerdy girls were not a thing like so it, it was not a thing right here's the here's the ultimate revenge zone this is the way you should frame it okay obviously nerds don't get laid and they die alone is isn't true because those kids wouldn't be interested in any of that if their nerd parents hadn't propagated. I mean, maybe, or is it pop culture yeah, is made? No, ner- I'm, I'm pretty, stuff. I'm pretty, okay, I'm pretty sure. Like, yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. I'm pretty sure it's it's where I'm going. Where somebody no, had that. You're probably right. you, you can you can market anything, but if no one's buying it, it doesn't matter how slick the shit is. So, I, <laughs> I think if if anything, there's maybe the revenge of the nerds is that you know they didn't die celibate in their parents' basements. They went on and had fruitful marriages and. You know, filled That's the, so true, filled the right? land with nerds. Right. Versus, you know, that that was the old stereotype was that if you're a nerd, you're, you're not going to make it and, and you you'll, be you'll, you'll never get laid. But like that, historically, to me, that has not been the case. And while people like, you know, again, we talked about the whole bully thing, like, like picked on me for for being smart or or, or for doing good on a test or whatever. You different, you act different. Right. Or being nerdy, different. playing with magic cards, reading comic books, playing RPGs. Yeah, sure. You, you got some shit for that. But I never found that that actually hurt hurt my game with the ladies, um, which, which is well, interesting. Like that was like a stereotype. Well, well, and and yeah, I think so. Like I I teach Oscar Wilde. We talked about that here before that that was the way was that you heard, hid that nerdy side or you you hid the video game side. And today you don't have to do that. Maybe, maybe that's good, but I'm not sure that that ever, everybody, everybody does that. And that's, that's part of courtship. You know, you, you meet somebody and no, they're not going to rip a fucking fart in front of you on the first couple dates. You don't give out, get out your Napoleonic tabletop war game. There's there's uh, on the first date. You wait for the second. There's always, there's always that, you know, Joe, you know that comics at least used to make about how you know living with a woman all of a sudden you realize hey they poop <laughs> i didn't know they pooped what do you mean they poop? that's I, never what are you doing in the bathroom you're not fixing your hair you're not getting ready what are you doing in there you're you're pooping but that, that doesn't happen she's, she's human just like me yeah. <laughs> um that's um, fun that's fun right, so let's, yeah. let's burn yeah. let's burn yeah. through the rest culture of, yay um, burn through the rest of this real quick oh, so my gosh is got Great. an ipo coming out so that's fucking insane because yeah just wait the, did it, i miss that one Oh yeah, you should have got that one. Ah shit! Yeah. No, okay, we'll skip it. Fuck it. Door, door dash oh, is payday. Oh, I see it now. It's a teeny tiny link. No, don't yeah. talk it up. Let's okay. go. So uh, shockingly, um, food delivery to your door has skyrocketed in a why? global pandemic. I can't what think a fucking of why surprise. That, that happens. Um, um, it's crazy though because they're probably going to get high valuation, uh, but ironically, they're also not making much money. Oh shit! Um, why are they losing money? Well, because it's a fucking sucker bet. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, it's it's so interesting because like DoorDash delivers to me B dubs every week, and right. it seems like B dubs is like I've ordered DoorDash before, and it's like sixteen dollars or something to have someone deliver right. shit via DoorDash to my house, and, and which is a little little high. But B dubs subsidizes it, so I'm like, damn, right. it's only seven dollars. Let's do this. Like, so here's here's their problem is that they did their filing for their IPO, and here's some of your risks are that food delivery is ultra competitive because you do have Uber Eats, you do have Grubhub, and you do have businesses that are traditionally delivery, such as Domino's, Pizza Hut, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, um, and so anyone really, could get into that. Like, I could be like, my Chinese restaurant that didn't deliver before is now going I'm to. Because pandemic. Them, yeah. Like, or, yeah. or we're all going to do curbside carryout and things like that. So it's super, super, super competitive, which is not good for your value. Um, also, right. how do you staff people to run your business if they're being mandated to stay home? And food delivery is not seen as an essential thing in some no, kind of lockdown things. That, that doesn't make it. Can't, it's not. Well, I'm not I mean, saying it isn't. I'm not I saying it say isn't. It is. I would I'm, say I'm, it is. Yeah, but this is the problem: is like states are, you know, much like you, you know, you know, gig work is not seen as you know sort of a legitimate thing, so they tend to get you know fucked a lot. And then of course, but, like the, no cops gonna pull me over and be like, yeah, hey, no, are you got, working got, for Grubhub? Well, well like, just, just like just like the recent California sheriffs, you know, and and whatever the grandstanding shit. The, the basic thing is, is they got better fucking things to do than right. put up and, a roadblock and, and ask you. Do you have a letter from your essential business proving that you're working for them right now? That fucking shit ain't going to happen right. at any kind of scale that is going to be, you know, whatever. Anyways, uh, the other thing is, um, since this is directly sort of tied to a certain global pandemic, um, is it really sustainable over time? Because if, if, things, if things swap back and people don't want to use these businesses, Grubhub, Uber Eats, DoorDash, do they just all fold and go away forever? Or, well, hey, or do people maybe. finally like this idea? Because here's the thing, and this this is why I don't necessarily think that the pandemic is makes it a one and done. Yeah. Because if that were true, none of these other places that traditionally do food delivery, delivery would still right. be doing food delivery exactly. because they've been doing exactly. food delivery. And it's weird because when you think about it, it's like, yeah, you deliver a pizza and it's like how did pizza how did how did how did pizza, delivery thing, right why is delivery food in america synonymous with pizza and nothing else well and is, i think pizza because, in chinese for the longest time was like that's delivery food like but it's like but then when you live in a metropolitan area because i've had deliver everything, when i, when I right? live in chicago i could get just about anything delivered i was to gonna house. say right yeah pretty much it's, right it's one of those weird things so in, in it, that case it all depends I, on profitability like how expensive yeah. is transportation um and, and what, what i think <laughs> well, right, right, exactly. Um, am I going to make more money by delivering than just offer and dine in? And what I'm thinking is, I mean, we we just did a whole thing. Uh, what was that? What was that last episode about the vending machines? Yeah. Well, I'm not working in the office anymore. I'm working at home. I don't have any fucking vending yeah. machines. And but I but I want something good for lunch, and I don't want to take a big break from the work that I'm doing. I'm going to order DoorDash. And yeah, right now that's maybe because of the pandemic. But long term, it's a bunch of these companies move away from having offices that they don't need is this going to become the new norm you know i mean yeah i could send maybe i could send my kid out to go pick up lunch or whatever but it's pretty easy and convenient to just tip somebody ten dollars to bring bring us all lunch or dinner yeah. for that matter and what i'm thinking is i think you're right that this might be the new norm i mean uh, think of think about how expensive you know nice retail space for a restaurant is think about how much of the food service industry goes under in their first year i mean yeah. it's very hard to turn a profit on that but what if our trans transportation suddenly becomes almost entirely electric. What if it's a gig thing? Why well, don't have to pay the driver? I mean, to, to me, this is this is the perfect storm for all of these businesses. They need to make uh, agreements with DoorDash, like like companies like B-Dubs has, where they're like, all right, look, look, we'll throw $5 at you for every delivery you do. Um, but, you know, you're delivering for us exclusively. And uh, and, and here we go. Right. And we're going to build your, your stuff directly into our app. And next thing you know, I mean, B-Dubs has to be doing huge sales right now on, on the delivery front that they never knew was a possibility for them, right? I hope so. <laughs> I, I mean, they, they've got to be. And now, does it match what they did before? I don't know. Pr probably not because they thrive off of beer sales, right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, it, for a lot of these places where, where alcohol sales Any might sale not be is better thing, than no sales. <laughs> well, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm thinking that this could be the new norm. And it might not be DoorDash who does it. It, it might be Uber Eats. I don't know. Um, but but here, DoorDash and Grubhub in, in my neck of the woods is the way to go. I um, mean, mm. and one of them 
them just bought Postmates, didn't they? I can't remember. I think I remember hearing something about so, that. So it's it's already kind of consolidating the the area. My fear is that the gig economy is is a is a scam that's going to implode. See <laughs> Prop Twenty Two. It's in California, right? Yeah, um, I mean, that's that's and that's the potential downfall to it too. Is I mean, it's it's really easy yeah. to regulate it. It's really easy to, and it's funny too because it's like so. That's the other thing that happened in the gig economy is you had some of the workers wanting traditional business protections, and it's like you got to be careful what you wish for because right you know one of the beauties about the gig economy is also one of the awful things about the gig economy but also if you want to you move more towards a legitimate business then it's not you you, you lose that light ability you know it's like it's, right. it's one thing to be a lift and an uber driver where you're going to choose what you're going to who you're going to do when you're, you're going to work yeah because when it becomes a legitimate business you no longer have that so the, the extra side money you're making by having that option to work or not work you right. don't it, it's one it's going to become a rate it's going to be decided by people who don't do the work and right, then it's going right. to be either you work, <laughs> you work here or you don't you know they're gonna you know someone's well, and you're, you're gonna, gonna get shifts gonna, you don't want right they're like gonna give, I they're gonna give that information to a bunch of number crunchers and they're gonna crunch it away to figure out what's most profitable right which most likely won't be what you want no <laughs> it will not be what you want like like yeah. right now you could be doing uber eats or, or uber or lyft uh, in general and you might be like i'm only gonna work during peak hours so right. i'm only gonna do friday saturday night and that's it yeah. and then i'm gonna do my day job you know monday through friday and fridays are gonna suck because i'm gonna double dip uh yeah. but but you know i'm gonna make all this extra money well you start working for a taxi cab company and they're gonna be like you gotta take a tuesday shift dude yep. and you're gonna be like there's no there's no money why no. why would i take well you got to that's that's it i'm sorry yep. like um and then that's gonna suck for you however do you get you know insurance benefits. do you get benefits yeah. but what if i mean here's the thing about the gay economy if it's a side hustle if it's your yeah. second Contract job work. i think yeah. it's fine if it's yeah. your main job then you're fucked and and the yeah. question and i think that we need to ask is which is it for the majority of workers if most yeah. of lyft is this is the only thing they do then maybe we do need to reevaluate the, this gig gig economy but if most of them or, are just doing it on the side i mean maybe it's okay or here's another thing the people that are using it as their main income they need to figure out some way to make it into a regular business and stop being a contract worker either they yeah, unionize, well that's an, idea. that's an idea you could do that um but they'll probably get gutted every every which way they can because right now everybody's making money the worker the company right. and everything else right um, and it'd be really easy for you know if let's say a majority of uber drivers decided to try to unionize um uber can easily go yeah we're coming yeah we're, we're done the app's gone it's off the store and then two weeks later they open up as uh druber yeah right U uber too like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like hey we'll take any of you guys yeah <laughs> but no yeah. unions like yeah, yeah. no that's now, totally now we're, we're going to be angry and we're going to give you less money because we need right. to protect ourselves in case you guys try and unionize again so right i mean it can play out a bunch of different ways you'd hope it, it wouldn't happen that way but you right. know well, it, it is what it is and there's even more layers to that right so like like with me if i'm if i'm not working full-time i get certain benefits on my student loans right? right um or you know you could possibly be on like some part of the welfare system and still be doing delivery for doordash but you're yeah. not making so much and you don't you don't technically have a job right you're like a yeah. gig worker does that count That's i don't know you're a contractor right so uh, independent contractor versus a full-time gig well it's definitely not a full-time gig right? right and i could adjust my hours and make sure i always make just under that amount so like are there ways to hustle this and make it work yeah like, so much, like the, much like the vending machines it's just not easy right right it, it's it's not easy you have to be smart about it and so i it's hard because i don't want to limit those people from being able to do what they're doing um if that's really what they want to do however i also want the worker to be protected um so it's it's hard because because doordash and lyft the, these things uh, uber they're super great they are great for the consumer and i suspect that a certain percentage of of their non-employees their gig gig workers it's great for them too so yeah. uh, that's that's my retirement scheme is going to be i'm going to buy a, a church van one of those you know <laughs> you know like six six rows jammed into a long wheelbase van right and i'm going to become a, a local uber and lyft driver well it and let's think about so prop 22 Who's pushing that in California? I bet it's taxi cab companies. No. Don't you think? No, you that would never happen. But, right? Because because they hate Uber and Lyft. It's really fucked them over. And so they want to make them play by the same rules as them, right? So, uh, and obviously Jason's being sarcastic with the snow. Um, but... <laughs> 
anyway, so I, I hope DoorDash makes it. I, I hope that we'll have a few different companies with this. Let, let, let me say one more thing about about DoorDash and and this stuff. So so you were mentioning that while well, food delivery is insanely competitive, is one of the bullet points they have in this short article. Um, yeah. and, and they mentioned like Domino's, Pizza Hut, you know, all, all the pizza places. Well, let me tell you, here's one great thing about being Grubhub or, or Uber Eats or or, or or you know DoorDash. Do, Domino's delivery guy, you're only delivering Domino's, bro. Yeah. So um, you're only getting orders when people want pizza. And people want pizza a lot, okay? But sometimes they want Chinese. Sometimes they want burgers. Sometimes they want, you know, Mexican. Well, if you're DoorDash, you can deliver all that shit. Yeah. In fact, the only thing you're missing out on is Domino's pizza. Like, well, and I guess, I think, well, look, it's so weird because I think there are some places that can deliver booze. It's, it's, I need to look into it deeper. It's a a state by state reg, I think. Is it? Cause, cause it's so weird. Cause I can do, I can do drive up booze. Like I can get, I take out booze. But I'm that's, not that's sure about delivery. But yeah. but maybe we need to revisit that. <laughs> like because it doesn't make a lot of sense anymore that I can deliver, you know, Walmart can deliver me all my groceries, but they can't bring me beer. Um well, it's and, like could they could could you call Grubhub up and say, Hey, I want I need you to pick up a carton of cigarettes from Walgreens. Right. Like why why not? Um technically if the person's, you know, whatever the age is on the age, they could go buy the cigarettes. But if right. they come home and it's a bunch of teenagers then then you're in some legal trouble. But but uh, hey, I delivered pizza for like seven years, and let me tell you, I did that all the time. Uh, I've picked up beer for people before. Um, now, d- did I ask to see some ID or make make sure it was an adult? Yeah, I did, um, and, and maybe some people didn't, and probably that was illegal. And luckily, the statute of limitations has passed. Uh, but um, <laughs> I mean, it, is that another avenue? Yeah, where you, where you can make some money, I think definitely. And and do can, you can we can deliver beer through the mail? Can can't we? Some places. Some places. Yeah. It, it's interesting. State state for that I, too. I, I feel like we need to figure out those regulations and maybe make them federal and uh, and and make them you know universal across all state lines and, and to get get around these weeds, right? Um, yeah, you, you go go ahead and put that on there right when you make uh, all the firearms laws federal and states that have right. separate ones. So go, I'm gonna say concealed carries legal never. everywhere and, 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 uh, and never. Just, just and we like can deliver whole, whiskey. Done. Just like the whole. Oh, uh, for me. Initiative for uh, getting uh, marijuana off class one. That's let's put it this way. Hey man, watch, the house pushed it. it. The Senate's not. Watch how that plays out, and that'll be whether you're going to get booze delivered to your house or not through a federal regulation. Anyways, it's the last booze. reason I have to leave the house. It's the only reason to leave the house now. Don't make me leave my house. I know. So I'm we're going to we're going to do one more, and then we're done here. Teeing uh, uh, off on the booze, oh, um, fuck. and keeping with the uh, theme of uh, new ways to achieve the American dream. Uh, good old real life Tony Stark. Oh my. God. In addition to so flamethrowers, um, even selling tequila of all I things. I love it. I love it. Um, the bottle is phenomenal. Um, it looks like one of those things you buy as a talking point. Yeah, um, something to put on your mantle, man. Right. I put that on my mantle, you yeah. know. And then so, every once in a while, we do a shot out of it, you know. And it, it is. Uh, it, it is not. It is not Tesla's tequila. It's actually produced by somebody else and then packaged as a Tesla tequila, right. which is pretty which much is the game plan for much everything whiskeys <laughs> in America. But anyways. Um, yeah, so there, there's the deal. So, so three quarters of a liter um, is two hundred and fifty dollars. This same tequila from the actual distributor uh, in the store is forty two sixty dollars. <laughs> so you were looking at, at a five five times markup to come in a fucking Tesla is, lightning bolt style bottle. This is Elon's tequila, though. You don't understand that other tequila is not um, Elon Musk tequila. Un- unless unless this tequila goes to a final step where it's poured over his body and collected, and then put into the bottle. I mean, I assume. I'm I mean, sorry. why wouldn't they do that? Like, I'm sorry. It's just... He actually uh, cries actual tears into it oh, for all, all the planet-saving things that he's done. Thank here, you, here uh, you, Lord go. Musk. Here you go. Proving that uh, real-life Tony Stark does provide. <laughs> so here you go. You can you buy this, and it ships to you. So, um... See? You when Tesla restocks the item, it will surely continue to abide by its prior purchasing agreements, which limits sales to buyers over the age of 21 in of Alabama, Arizona, California, Colorado, Colorado Delaware, states. Florida, Idaho, Illinois, 
Illinois, Indiana, Illinois. Maryland, Massachusetts, Nevada, New Hampshire, New Jersey, Virginia, Washington, Wisconsin, and well as as well as the District There's of Columbia, DC. New Mexico, they, New York, Ohio, Oklahoma, totally Oregon, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, Tennessee, and scam uh, market because you can only get two bottles, so I can't buy seven yeah. and sell them on eBay. No, damn it. Well, I mean, you could. It just take a while. Yeah, um, I need a couple of accounts. All right, Jason, you so, make two accounts. I'll make two accounts. Let's put in some orders. Let's make some money. So good old, good old, even even Tesla. So that's uh, well, that's a good one to end on. You know, what we forgot oh, to talk about freaking... though is uh, oh well, I'm gonna go order my uh, Tesla tequila, Jason. Uh, but Excellent. as always, it's been a Merry real Christmas pleasure. For Tesla tequila. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. that's great oh no worries no worries it's all, all right, good buddy. and uh yeah man until next time all right buddy i'll well, take right. care of yourself and the family and i'll, I'll catch you later okay you too bye right. bye